welcome to episode number four of Getting Real with John Natale. Today, I am pumped to talk about personal branding. This is a question I get more than any other when it comes to any of my platforms on social media. Everyone's question is always, what is personal brand? How do I find my personal brand? How do I find an audience? What the hell does this all mean? So today, guys, I'm going to go through that step by step. I hope you like this podcast. Smash the like button. Subscribe to our podcast no matter where you are listening. And continue to support this mission that I'm on to change the real estate industry. The true definition of personal brand or personal branding is the conscious crafting of your personal identity, your story, and your message out to the public. So what the hell does that actually mean? The first most important thing when it comes to personal brand is one simple factor right here, your face. And here's the thing about your face. It's not about looks. It's not about being pretty. It's not about being attractive. Do certain elements of that help in the very beginning? Maybe. But realistically, a strong personal brand means you are identified by your face. So the mistake I see a lot of people make is they jump into this idea of I need to know how to develop my personal brand. I need to know who I'm talking to, know all these things. And at the same time, I'm scared to get in front of a camera and or put myself on signs, get myself out in the local community, get out there with my face so people can start to identify you. That is the beginning of a personal brand. Everything we're going to talk about is super important. But the first most important thing of a personal brand is what you look like. And again, this is not a beauty contest. Trust me, yeah, if you are attractive, does it probably help in the first few seconds when people are watching content? Absolutely, because people are drawn towards beauty. But I've captured millions upon millions of people in the last few months looking like this. So I am by no means the most attractive man on the planet, and I don't have a problem saying that. I don't have a huge ego. I don't need to have a huge ego. I mean, that's part of my personal brand, and that's part of my story. So when you break down the next element of your personal brand, it's your views of the world. It's your views on things. So a lot of people get bogged down where I find a lot of people having issues when it comes to personal brand is the element of, well, what does it really mean when it comes to making content, getting out in the community, coming to events, doing different things? What does it all mean? Here's what it means. It means taking your face and starting to tell stories, whether it's your stories, your past stories, your views on what's going on in the world. If you're in real estate like me, that's looking at real estate, what's going on with interest rates, your view on things, your expertness. All of these things make up your personal brand. And it's not, it's not rocket science, but it does take some, some time to really develop. One of the, the hardest parts of personal brand is kind of letting it find you. A lot of people go out with a mission like they would a mission and value statement. When they open up a company, like here is our mission, here's what we value. And that should be how I look at my personal brand. 
But that mission and value statement is not how personal brand is developed. You don't go out and just say, this is my personal brand and here's what I'm going to do. You start to just take your face, you start to put it out in the world, and your personal brand will start to define itself for you. You'll start to interact with other people that are like-minded to you. You'll say, okay, this is obviously reaching a certain audience. Do I want to be in that audience? Do I not want to be in that audience? And then from there, you'll really start to curate your message around who you're finding and where your brand is finding you. And that's the mistake a lot of people make is they think from the beginning, I have to have this elaborate plan around my personal brand. I am here to tell you, you do not. You need to have a face. You need to start having some views on things and you need to tell a story around those views. And that becomes your personal brand. When it comes to branding in general, the reason people think they have to have something elaborate, they are trying to develop a brand like Nike or Starbucks or something very large. And when it comes to personal brand, it's just being yourself and not in the goofy, authentic way like you'd be with your kids or something like that. It means just your perception of things shared over and over and over again. And that's what becomes your personal brand. If you look at me, I have a very strong personal brand. And if you look at my consumer-facing content, whether it's on TikTok, YouTube, anywhere, where I'm looking at consumers and saying, hey, this is who I am, and this is my story, you will most likely see a millennial that's talking to other millennials about the struggles that our generation has had when it comes to buying houses, owning houses now, trying to upgrade, trying to balance the cost of childcare, all these different things is part of my story and it's part of my brand. And it is what comes off in my content. I didn't start with that being my mission. I didn't start writing that down that I am going to be the voice of reason for the millennial generation when it comes to the housing market. But that's become my brand and that's who I am. I didn't just, I didn't start there with that intention though. And that's what I want you to understand. You do not have to start anywhere. The only thing you have to start with is your face and putting your perception on things. Because if you do that, you will start to develop your personal brand. And that's the key. No one, no one who has a huge personal brand will really sit down and talk to you like this because they want to make it seem harder than it really is. It's really not that hard. When you look at my realtor facing account, I think I am the person, I am a non-egotistical real estate professional, which to be honest is very, very few among us. A lot of people have very big egos in this business as part of it. Big money, it's big commissions, it's big sales, luxury houses, all of that. But my brand is not that. And that's okay. That's what I want it to be because that's not, that egotistical person is not me. If I got up here and I got on my, on this podcast, I started smoking cigars and showing you massive checks that I made in my career. It wouldn't be authentic to me. It wouldn't be my story. It wouldn't be my values, my perception of this industry. I think anybody in this business can succeed. I'm probably one of the only people in real estate that feels that way. A lot of people feel that there's certain people that will have success. There's certain people that will not. I think anybody who's willing to put themselves out there can be taught real estate, can taught, can be taught how to negotiate, can be taught how to put a listing up can be taught how to do a listing consultation, could be taught how to show a house effectively, could be taught how to get a buyer to decide quicker rather than later, could be taught how to get to the closing table, could be taught how to have customer success and customer retention. But at the same time, not everyone's willing to do the work. That's what the, the problem is. So a lot of people at the top say, hey, 
that's not possible for any agent to just get in this business. When in reality, it is true, but you have to, at the same time, like identify what it is about you that is different. And what about you is your perception of things. Like that's my perception. And that becomes my story in my content. I talk to the agent, not necessarily that needs help, but maybe the agent that's doubting themselves. Maybe the agent that needs a pick-me-up. Maybe the agent who's you know, gotten lost by the wayside, had terrible leaders before, had horrible people to look up to, not the best mentors, because I've been there. That's part of my story, is not seeing the whole picture in real estate. And so when you start to share your story, your perception of things, you put your face out there, that is what becomes your personal brand. It's that simple. Start putting your face out there, start putting your perception on things, and your brand will find you. And not only that, your audience will find you as well. And that's where I want to turn next. Next, I want to dive into how to find an audience, how to start speaking to that audience, and how to effectively get that audience to engage back with you. So we've established what is a personal brand. Your personal brand is your face, it's your story, and it's the way you perceive things and share those perceptions. That is your personal brand. Don't make it any more complicated than that. But when it comes to finding an audience, This is where things get a little bit more intricate. This is where it takes a little bit of strategy. You have to really understand first who you want to be talking to. You should have a general idea. You should have a general uh, consensus of who you want to talk to. Because if you talk to literally everyone under the sun, every generation, every, every socioeconomic background, every occupation, every, you know, everything, your audience is going to get completely jambled especially when it comes to creating content, and none of it will be effective. Does that mean you need to have the smallest niche of, let's say, first-time home buyers who only want to buy condos? Or I will only work with military families that are moving and they want to just buy, they don't want anything else. Do I have a niche that is only the adult community that I live in and I don't want anybody outside of there? I think those, getting that defined of a niche, is it's okay to have a niche, but if you have an audience that's that small, it's very hard to hit them on a lot of today's platforms. And the reason being, a lot of today's platforms go to a nationwide or worldwide audience, not just your small local market. I would start with one simple thing. Look at who your clients have been, have you liked working with them, and if so, what are they like? Are they moving into your area from another area? Are they already living in your area to the same age as you? Are you 24 and all of your clients are 23 to 27? Are all of your clients millennials? Are a lot of your clients boomers downsizing into adult communities? A lot of your clients, someone who moves from another state to your state, and that's just a consistent pattern. It's okay to have a niche or and or a group of people that you typically work well with. However, the mistake people make is 100% pointing to those people. And also, people who don't have that, someone like myself, I've worked, I'm in my mid-30s now, but from when I was 19 years old, I worked with people that were significantly older than me, I've worked with people my age, I've worked with people younger than me, I've worked with the gambit, all different all different uh, types of people, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, rich people, not-so-rich people, I've worked with everyone, and I've helped everyone along the way. So for me, when it came to to who I was speaking to or who I wanted my audience to be, I want to be the local expert of choice. 
And I think that's where a lot, a lot of agents should be trying to point themselves to be, is your audience should be the people around your market, unless you are a nationwide speaker or have a podcast or do something different, your audience should be the people around you. When they think real estate, they want to think you. If your name is Jill Smith and you live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, when you're in Virginia Beach, you want people, a good amount of people to think of Jill Smith when they think real estate. And you should be gearing everything you're doing towards that mission. Are you going to be 100% top of mind with every single person? Absolutely not. There's people like by us that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on billboards. And they still maybe have 3 to 5% market share. Hundreds of thousands, 3 to 5% market share. Okay? This is not about spending an exuberant amount of money, but this is about your decision to go out and be that local expert of choice in your market. Because once you are, everything kind of changes for you. Once people go around and they know who you are, what you're about, what your story is, what your perceptions are, that changes everything for you. It makes listing consultations easier, buyer consultations easier, people will pay you easier, pay you more, and you will be a much more effective salesperson in this business and not in a salesy way, just by being the local expert of choice because people want to work with you. You're not just the person that happened upon them. You are the person that they went out, said, this person is the expert for our market here, and we want to hire them. That's exactly what you want to be and what you should be striving for. But if you do have a niche audience, say your market right by a military base, and you do have a lot of military families coming in, should you speak to those issues? You absolutely should. However, if you get too refined, it's sometimes hard. It, it takes way too much time to build out that audience. It almost becomes the same effort as in farming a neighborhood. It, it's not that it doesn't work. It does just takes 12, 24, 36 months to really shape up. Where you can start, the great thing about the content now is you can start to really build out an audience and then you could start to speak to the smaller people with each video. You don't necessarily have to just have a super defined niche from the beginning. So your audience should start from who your clients have been and or who you want to work with. So if you're sitting there saying, I am 37 years old and I really would like to work with people who are downsizing and moving into an adult community, example I used before, then you should be speaking to those people. That's a pretty big audience. You should be speaking about boomer issues. What kind of estate planning should they be doing? What kind of Capital gains tax questions may they have? What kind of financial advice do they need with all this equity that they're sitting on? The next envelope after you have your audience defined is to start speaking to those issues. So with my audience, I want to become the expert of choice, obviously in our market. I've done that for my real estate side of things. Now, I also want for my content to be that voice of reason for the millennial generation. So I can capture as many millennials as possible because that's just who I really enjoy working with as people my age, young families, they got kids. They're trying to better their lives for their kids, make more generational wealth. That's just who I am. And that's who I like working with. Does that mean if someone who's 80 years old calls me and wants to sell a house, I'd say no? No, absolutely not. But where I'm gearing my content is because I think that's people, if I capture their, their attention now and they stay in my world, I think I could have a great 30, 40 years of sales from those people. As we go on in life, they can have the same life as me. And that's important to people. 
And, but it doesn't need to be your audience. Like if you're 22, you don't have to sit out and say, I need to only work with 22 year olds because most likely your friends and family that are in that age group don't have the money just yet to buy a house. If I did that when I was 22, especially it was a totally different market, it would have been a horrendous decision. I'd probably be out of the business. I had to gear a lot of my marketing towards everyone. I had to pick up the phone and call and prospect and reach out to people because there wasn't the same avenues of marketing as there are today. So you have your audience defined. You know you need to start speaking to the issues of that audience. So if you, again, are it's relocating military families, speak to the issues of that. If it's boomers downsizing, speak to their issues. If it's millennials trying to step up and take off those golden handcuffs, speak to those issues. If it's Gen Z trying to buy their first house, speak to their issues. Speak to their pain points. That's how you really start to capture your audience. And when you start to speak and relate to them is when they start engaging back with you. And this is the most important part that most people forget about is you have to obviously talk about their issues and also provide solutions in your content, in your marketing. You have a strong personal brand. You've defined an audience. You've spoken to their issues. Now you have to provide solutions. And when you start to provide high-level solutions, whether it's in your content, your marketing, your conversations with people, you are going to have immense amount of engagement coming back to you. And this is what we've seen in just a few short months. The amount of people that reach out and say, John, your content is amazing. And I want to buy, sell, invest, whatever, in terms of moving, rent a place, move across the country, and I need you to help me. That is a game changer, guys. That is a game changer in business. And that is the opportunity sitting in front of you. Yes, you have to, have to sit down and just remotely, remotely think about all of this. But that thought should honestly take 15 to 20 minutes. And 10 or 15 of those 15 to 20 minutes should just be thinking about the platforms and the mediums in which you're gonna reach people. Otherwise, it should be planting your face on something, telling your story, sharing your perceptions, sharing your values, how you perceive what's going on in the world. And then you find your audience with your audience, you speak to their issues and you provide solutions. That is the whole story. That is everything from beginning to end when it comes to personal brand. It's not rocket science, guys. It's not that hard. You can do this. You can come up with your personal brand. You can have a strong one that you are the local expert of choice when it comes to real estate in your area. You can definitely have a great audience that engages back to you because you've spoken to their issues and you've provided solutions over and over and over again. And a few short years from now, you'll be sitting there, the phone will ring, you'll get a DM and it will say, hey, I want to work with you and only you because you are the person that has been speaking to me for these last two or three years. And that alone will be a life changer when it comes to your business and your life. And I can do nothing more than ask you guys to continue to support this mission. Hit the subscribe button, like this podcast, follow us. We have a really strong mission here to change the real estate industry. It is that simple, guys. And I want you to be a part of it. And I want your support. Thank you. Thank you.